<laughs> Jimmy, how you doing, man? man? Thanks, man, for having me. Hey, man, so glad to have you. Uh, here's here's a format we're gonna uh, go with. I'm just gonna go by division real quick, uh, first to worst. And look, I'm a Panthers guy, so you know we got to start with the NFC South. You got the Panthers, Falcons, Saints, and Bucks. Um, from first to worst, who you got? Can there be a worst and worst? <laughs> Oh, that's so that's so disrespectful. Seriously, man, like if Kevin Benjamin was not injured, you would have to go with the Panthers by default. But without him there, Cam's accuracy issues with other receivers, I'm gonna have to go oh, I'm gonna have to go with Atlanta first, Carolina second, the Saints third, and Tampa Bay fourth. Okay, I, I see we're gonna have to find somebody else to do this preview with. Um I'm, <laughs> I'm just saying, man. There's there's no winner. Well, I I got Panthers, Falcons, Saints, and Bucks. I'll, I'll explain. The pan. Well, first of all, I just want to talk about the NFC South in general because the NFC South in one year got the worst rap. It's it's unbelievable. You're talking about a a division that has yielded Super Bowl winners that that you can usually look for for ten to eleven wins a year. Carolina two years ago won twelve. Games. This was after, if I'm not mistaken, Carolina started out three and three, and ended the season nine and one. So, you know, you have one year where Carolina wins seven regular season games, and all of a sudden, you know, oh man, the whole division's trash. And this and this narrative has really carried on here. Uh, a little disappointing. All of that said, the NFC South really easy schedule this year. Last year, you know, we were matched up against you know the AFC. Uh, North, that's year in, year out, one of the best divisions in uh, in football with the Steelers and the Ravens and the Bengals. Um, so, you know, you get matched up against these different divisions, and, of course, you're going to have, you know, you're going to have some drop-off. I think you, you know, combine that with the fact that, basically, the Panthers in the offseason had a fire sale last year. Uh, you had uh, ex- extensive injuries uh, with Atlanta. And you know, the, and the Saints just you know weren't that weren't the Saints of old. Jimmy Graham wasn't a hundred percent, and so yeah, the division dropped off. Don't be surprised if you see. Uh, well, I know you're going to have a double-digit winner out of this division, and I think you're going to get, and I think you're going to get, you're going to get um, a division winner and a wild card out of here. That's my thought. Man, you are being biased. <laughs> what you are seeing in these teams, but you know the Panthers' defense has taken a step back. You know. Um, like I said, Dan, with Kevin Benjamin being hurt, Cam Newton, accuracy issues. So I don't see them being any better than they were last year. Okay. Atlanta, I put them first because, like you said, injuries kind of killed them last year. So I think with some of the players coming back, they'll be a little bit stronger. And their defense is probably still going to be just as bad, but at least their offense will be better. That's what they were known for anyway. Okay. So, so, you think, so you think Carolina's uh, taking a step back defensively? Oh, yeah, I think so. I okay. think so. Okay, okay. And then I think they'll be out there a little bit longer on the field, too, because the offense won't be able to move as well as it did last year. So that's, that's going to hurt them. And then with the Saints, like you, Drew Brees is not the same guy. Um, I've seen this decline coming two years ago where he just wasn't as accurate and started to fall apart. Then last year, everything came apart at the scenes. And then this year, like you said, they lost Jimmy Graham. The defense has always been horrible. And then the Bucks. Around and win the division. <laughs> You're laughing, but I'm telling you that defense 
don't be surprised if they do a lot better than people think. But by the point right now, I gotta put them last. Man, so so, so much dis- disrespect here. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna move on to to your division because man, I could talk about my guys all day. I'll I'll probably bless the look bless the hood bless the streets with that later on. Talk about my guys. Um, but let's jump. Let's go into the NFC North. Really intriguing division. Uh, you got the Green Bay Packers, the Detroit Lions, Minnesota Vikings, and the Chicago Bears. That incidentally is the order, um, I believe, of uh, first to worst finish in that division. Jimmy, who do you got? Of course, I can't go against my Packers, man. Can't do you it. Pretty good. I've, I've been going back and forth between the Lions and the Vikings. What the Lions' fate, I mean, is strictly hinging on uh, upon Calvin Johnson and whether he's healthy or not. Um, you, you know, with that, without without him, and then you you made a great point in terms of not only losing Sue, I believe they lost fairly. Yeah. So um, I mean, they're they're going to lose a lot defensively. That was one of those teams you were like, man. And I mean, even with Green, you know, in a Green Bay swept. Well, no, they they split with Detroit. Is that uh, last year, right? Okay, I, I'm, 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 you know, I'm, I'm thinking about just the defensive line. You know, Rogers having to see those guys twice a year, but now, yeah. you know, not having to worry about Sue. I mean, look as uh, look na- nasty a player as he is. I mean, just really yeah. a tear on the on the defensive line. But yeah, um, I said Packers, Lions, Vikings, and Bears. Lion. I mean, I it could definitely be Minnesota there in the two hole. Minnesota got better because you know they got AP back. So yeah. let's let's talk about AP real quick. Uh, Breakout year for him, comeback season uh, for him. You think? You know what? I've, I've had this conversation with you before, and I kind of compared him to Herschel Walker. Man, the man's a freak of nature. Um, he he doesn't age. I mean, even off that knee injury, where everybody's like, he's gonna have to work his way back in. You know, get back in game shape. He came out the gate day one from not playing from that knee injury and looked better than he's ever looked before. So I think he will not take a step back at all with Teddy Bridgewater. They actually have a quarterback that's a threat running and passing. They no longer have Christian Ponder back there who can't pass to anybody and Matt Castle and whoever else they want to throw back there. So that should open up some running lanes for him, in my opinion, and make his life a little bit easier. They don't have to sit down running against a nine-man front every single down. So I think things are going to be looking good for AP. I was gonna say, look, maybe only a seven man front because who's uh, who's Teddy B gonna throw to? Uh, well, yeah, you got a good point there. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, no, 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 no disrespect, man. I just, it, and and you hate it for AP because this is a guy who, you know, however you feel about you know the off the field stuff, year in year out. I mean, you you know what he's gonna give you has never really gotten the help at the quarterback position. Now he's got a moderately good quarterback who, I mean, is still young, second year. And has I mean no no I mean no household name receivers, 
you know, you can talk about a guy, I think a young man's name's Charles, Charles Johnson, I think. I forget. I've seen him a lot. Um, but no, no, no household names. And uh, look, Greg Jennings, I don't even know if he's still there, but, you know, not the, not the same guy that uh, Aaron Rodgers is going to. So. Yeah, but see, that's an example of how Aaron Rodgers made people better than what they are. Everybody thought Greg Jennings was the number one receiver until he left Green Bay. Didn't even look remotely close to the same guy. Man, we, we've seen that. Um, we'll talk about this later as we go to the AFC. The rise and fall of Julius Thomas. Uh, look, not only from a fantasy perspective, but, I mean, just career-wise. <laughs> but we'll talk yeah. about that um, at that juncture. NFC West, I think we we have a general consensus at the top of the division. Those next three teams, man, Cardinals, Niners, and Rams, ah, I can't tell the difference. <laughs> no, you know what? I think you kind of disrespect the Cardinals right there. Well, you know what? My my apologies. You're right. The Cardinals, the Cardinals I do have the Cardinals second in that division. No way Dallas should beat Detroit. There's no way Green Bay should beat Dallas. There's no look. I mean, this could go yeah. on and on and on. I agree. I agree. So, <laughs> you know, solid great. So I let that. I let that lie. Here's, I, I agree with you. Seattle and the Cardinals, right behind them, really close. And then the Rams. I put them third, and San Francisco. They will be lucky to win four games. Man, I'm. I'm gonna. T- it was so. I got Niners Rams in that order. It was so hard for me to make that decision between the Niners and the Rams because, the I mean, the cupboard is bare in, in San Francisco, and you think, man, it couldn't get that bad in San Fran. But, you hey, pre-Harbaugh, it was pretty bad in San Francisco. Yeah, that's true. And, and go ahead. I'm about saying the thing is with San Francisco, you know, they, they just recently cut a guy. My thing is, how can you afford to cut <laughs> anybody at this point? You'll be lucky to have a 53-man roster with everybody quitting the NFL on you. I mean, not just wanting to lead the team demanding the trade. They are literally quitting. That's not happening with any of the team. So, man, they are, they are they're a dumpster fire, man. It's crazy around there. Here's the thing. They're, I'm looking at their division opponents. There may be one, they're one in five in the division. Uh, you know, and, and, I, and I see them splitting with the Rams. They can't beat the yep. Cardinals. They can't beat the Seahawks. It's it's gonna get bad quickly. Um, what's this mean? What do you think this means for the future of uh, Colin Kaepernick? I mean, a guy who look Ron Jaworski was calling like the best quarterback in football. I mean, that was two seasons ago, and now it's. <laughs> Man, he just better be lucky that he struck while the iron was high and he got his money. Because when his contract is up, as bad as that team is, he don't have anybody to throw to. He'll be lucky to get another long term contract worth anything. So he got his money now. Just try to grand and bear it for the next four or five years. Hopefully things will turn around. He just better buy a house in San Francisco and stay there. I, I, I want to entertain a commentary here real fast because I see Colin Kaepernick, and obviously it's a different dynamic, but I see so much of Vic. I see you, you talked about Cam Newton earlier and inaccuracy issues. You have these guys who, I mean, they have, look, missile launchers for arms. You know, guys yeah. who can get the ball there and – 
I don't, I don't know if it's a thing about touch. I don't know if it's a thing about the receivers. I've watched Cam Newton in the preseason hit Philly Brown, I mean, in the hands. Boom, boom. It drops it like it's a live squirrel, Jimmy Johnson. I don't understand it. Um, Colin, you know, Colin Kaepernick, Mike Vick, Finneran. Oh, man. I mean, Finneran drops so many. I know the Falcons fans are like, oh, man, you preaching to the choir. Is there, I mean... I think there's a place for these type of talents in the in the league. And comparatively speaking, since we're talking about the NFC West, Russell Wilson, one of the things that makes this guy good is his coach actually works with him. Hey, Russell, you have some issues in the pocket. Still a good pocket passing quarterback, but he's not obviously at the level of, you know, your traditional, you know, your Aaron Rodgers guys like that. So here's what we're going to do, Russ. We're going to roll you out of the pocket and we're going to allow you to make plays. You're talking about the two-time NFC defending champions. Why don't more coaching staffs? Hey, if you're gonna, you got this guy. He's a unique talent. Help, help your guys out, man. Do, do, do what makes these guys successful. Why don't we see more of that? Colin Kaepernick, um, guys like that, Jimmy. You know what? I'm not sure. And that was the downfall of Kaepernick and RG3. And that's, um, you know, that option system they was running. Those quarterbacks thrive. We see RG3. Rookie of the year with that type of offense. Same thing. Colin Kaepernick took Alex Smith's job because of that type of offense. Gore was getting off, and all of a sudden they decided to change it. I just heard today that the reason they changed it with RG3 is because he was going up to the front office and was like, look, I want to stay in the pocket. I'm getting hit too much. But Kaepernick, on the other hand, you got this guy in the gym working out so he can take these hits, but yet still you're trying to force him in the pocket. I have no idea why the NFL refuses to change from the traditional style of doing things. And we see what happens when these coaches do work with guys who have some limitations. You go to the Super Bowl twice and you win one. I, I don't get it either. I have no explanation for it. I, it's, it's, it's one of those things that, you know, with me, it, it elicits some some sort of social commentary when you talk about, you know, introducing the running quarterback um, to, you know, that, that traditional, you know, golden boy uh, position. It, it, it changes the uh, the diversity of that. Of that. Yeah, <laughs> of, of, you're right. So um, yeah. So yeah. <laughs> That's um. But I, I I will say this. It's just it's it's sad to see. I, I I really think, you know, if you look at what happened with Russell Wilson, I mean, something like that. If you I mean, you could implement something like that in Houston. Bring RG three down there, and you're talking about a team like you got RG three back in Texas. You know, back where he had so much success, won a Heisman Trophy. You know, a guy like JJ Watt. Um, look, I mean, oh my God, this. I, I don't I don't under, I don't understand it. If I was um if I was a franchise, I mean you got one of these, some of these franchises that have never won anything. Hey man, t- make, take take a flyer on one of these guys and work with yep. them and and build around. It. I think I think it could really work. Uh, so Seahawks. Go no, go ahead. I'm out here. What do you have to lose? I agree with you. Yeah, Seahawks cards. We're going between the Rams and the Niners. There. Uh, let's see. Last but not least. I n- I'm, let me just say this, generally speaking, so much parody in the league this year. Um, the Patriots, you know, won the Super Bowl last year. However you feel about that. Um, but, I mean, somebody asked me the, um, the other day, man, who do you think is going to Super Bowl? Uh, I'm so, look, which is why we're doing an NFL preview to kind of figure these things out. NFC East, uh, Cowboys, Giants, Eagles, Redskins. That's my order. Who you got? Let's see. You know what? I wish. I would have seen more defense against this Eagles offense because the defenses that they played against, they 
they didn't try to stop them at all. So I don't know how well that offense is going to work when they're actually playing for real. But it is literally a toss-up between the Cowboys and the Eagles. Because the Cowboys took a step back without DeMarco Murray. I think they're going to turn them almost half to throw the ball more. And that's always dangerous. And But with that offensive line, if they allow somebody like Randall to get in there and he can hold on to the ball for a change, he could be even more effective, in my opinion, than DeMarco Murray was. DeMarco Murray wasn't the fastest guy. He just, you know, he just kind of ran through people. But with Randall, he can get out in the open. He can make a guy miss, and he's taking it to the house. So that's yet to be seen. And like I said, the Eagles, it's a toss-up right there. But then I'm kind of like right along with the Giants and then, you know, the Redskins. I don't have anything to say about the Redskins. If Eli Manning can throw the ball to the right team, they're dangerous. Don't know what that defense is going to be like, so it's kind of hard to say. So I got to put them sorry by default just because all the unknowns. Gotcha, Jim. Um, you know this is uh, kind of exclusive uh, to this preview, and of course, you know, for me uh, being a Carolina guy, I'm kind of disappointed to share this news. But I, in fact, uh, signed a 10 day contract uh, with the Dallas Cowboys, and I'm excited because I feel with that offensive line that I could run for 850 yards and six touchdowns behind that line. Just, I mean, just me. Me, myself. I mean, I agree with you. But the thing is, when they have the confidence in Randall, because like I said, the man fumbles a lot. And then, you know, the fans going to get hurt by game three. You know, and I don't even know who third string is. So, I, I agree with you 100%. It says, will they be willing to stick with the game plan without the Marvel Murray there? Somebody who's reliable, big enough to take the hits and take the workload. Yeah. We'll see. We, we've seen them go against everything they should do numerous times. So don't be surprised if all of a sudden they're like, all right, Tony, we're going to get you to throw 30, 35 times a game again and see them fall apart toward the end of the season like they used to do. Yeah. I mean, this is this is a team wherein had they kept Murray, you'd probably be looking at it as as a Super Bowl contender. Um, with with all of the with as polarizing as the Cowboys are, I don't think that'd be so far fetched. Just based on who you have coming back, without Murray and not having someone established at the running back position, I mean, which to me was, you know, Tony. And and again, coaches not maximizing their players' potential. Tony Romo is one of the most, arguably the most dangerous play action quarterback in the NFL. Why don't you have a, a um, solid running back? You know, a guy that you can give the ball to. You know, to and, and work the line, and I, I don't understand that, man. So, I don't Giants, man. Um, I don't know what did they win the Super Bowl two thousand and was that nine or eleven? Uh, isn't it usually even here if they win the Super Bowl? But they're they're look they're they're a five year bloom. It's been a while. I. <laughs> <laughs> The, the, the Giants scare me. Why? Because this kid, OBJ, is unbelievable. Oh, man. And then opposite Cruz. If Cruz could come back somewhat of what he used to be, opposite Cruz and Beckham, oh, that's going to be dangerous. That's, that's going to be so dangerous. The thing with Cruz, man, that's a big if because he's coming into the season now with some injuries. Very sad. I mean, he... The the uh, the ironic thing about OBJ is, you know, Cruz wasn't going to make that type of meteoric leap, but was one of the most feared receivers in football, man. Before we started getting injured on the regular, um, if you can imagine Cruz at full strength with that with the kid Beckham, um, I mean, who do you who do you cover? Exactly, because he's having a nagging calf injury right now, so yeah, we man. don't know how healthy he's going to be. That's one of those injuries that can hang around for a while too, kind of like a hamstring issue. So yeah, yeah we'll see. 
a lot a lot with the Giants. I just this is uh, strictly you know one of those picks where you get up in the morning maybe you know maybe something I ate for breakfast. But Giants, I, the, and the thing with the Eagles is in the NFL coaching is so important. I mean you have the capacity to do more with less, but by and large you got to have the talent to succeed. And, and some coaches, um, Jeff Fisher is a guy who I think has gotten more credit. Um, I, you 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 got you got to have the talent, and and Chip Kelly's one of those guys. I think he's got a, a similar ego. You let a bunch of guys go. Oh wait, I, it's hey, I'm the man. I'm the man. I have the yeah. Eagles, and not to mention you've made all of these dramatic changes in a year wherein last season, man, the Eagles were hot through about 13 games, and then the last just I mean, oh man, that car broke down big time. Well, let me. I'll say this. With Bradford back there, if he could stay healthy. If. Big if. Big if. If he could have stayed healthy, I think that team is very dangerous overall. Now, the thing that kills me, if they would have had the talent they had last year with Bradford, they should have kept some of those guys. They would have been close to unstoppable, in my opinion, on offense, that is. Help, help me understand. What, what was the issue with Foles? I mean, a lot of touchdowns, few interceptions. What's What's the deal? Foles v. Bradford very quickly. Okay, if Foles doesn't get hurt last year, Eagles are probably 12-4. Um, they're going to host a playoff game, which they'll probably win because they were they were a mo- they were monstrous at home last year. Um, you, you got you have a, a, a very opportunistic defense. Why 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 not them? You know, going to well, I'm not saying that would have gone to Green Bay, but who was the? I mean, you you never know. When you have an opportunistic defense like that. I mean, you yeah. look at you look at Seattle. I mean, Seattle. Gosh, can you, can you imagine? Look, not to rub salt in the wound, but Seattle versus Philadelphia last year. If, if Seattle was turning the rock over like that, I mean, Philadelphia would have probably racked up look 14, 21 points enough to go to the Super Bowl. Let, let's keep the Let's keep in mind though. Aaron Rodgers was a little hurt in that game. You see that man trying to run and hobbling and running on one leg. So you know, let, let's get on three Bay right now. <laughs> My look, look, my my apologies, man. I know that was that was that was a little salt, a little salt right there. I, I know that hurt a little bit. Redskins, a, a a joke of a franchise. They've been a joke of a franchise. What I mean, we can date back almost almost twenty years. Um, they've been they've been a joke of a of a, of a franchise. It just I, how how this? Well, I'll I'll say this. Not enough criticism uh, of the coaches that they've brought in there. A lot is said about RG three. People want to throw him under the bus. We look. We knew what RG three was coming in. I mean, he was he was uh, compared to Luck. I at the time there were just I, at the time I believe there were justifiable um, comparisons simply because RG 3s speed, the element that he brought with that, um, he just wasn't. I'm not going to say he wasn't as elusive as Russell Wilson, but Russell Wilson has done a lot better job of protecting himself, of not taking the big hit, 
Um, Russell, um, excuse me, uh, Robert Griffin III does not have that element anymore where he can, you know, uh, you know, with that game-changing speed, and now he's just—I mean—he's a pocket passer, and you—you can, you can tell he's—he's—he's he's, he's lost lost a lot off that fastball, man. It's really sad to see because this guy—I mean—he was a guy after that first year. You said, "Oh my God, we got you got to worry about this guy for the next ten years." Sad, sad to see his star fall that quickly, man. The, the thing with me and RG three is the look RG three comparison. I guess if you want to go by the first year, you know, you can't. There's no argument, but to me, he always seemed like a system quarterback anyway. And even coming into that rookie year, you see they ran a different system for him that they should have kept doing. But when you take that element of that option offense away from him, I think he kind of got exposed to what his talent level really was when he wasn't getting outside the pocket and throwing the defense off with, oh, man, is he going to hand it off for the run? Is he going to come along the outside? Is he going to step back and pass? If you know he's going to pass, to me, he doesn't have that talent to pick the defense apart anyway. Mm -hmm. I think he's getting exposed a little bit to what he really was without that, like you said, without a coach coming in and saying, look, we're going to cater the offense around your talent abilities. Uh, That's just how I feel about the man. Two two questions real fast. Does he have anything left, J.J.? I think he does. I think he does. Like I say, he just has to get with a system that works for him. And and the takeaway, the ego of the coach is like, look, we do things this way here. You either fit in or you get out, and that's basically what they're doing to him in Washington. They've like, done that. They've done that to him twice. Cause Shanna and yes. and I contend Shanahan ruined his career because there's no way you take him out. You you bring him into that Seattle game knowing that you know you you caught that that whole season was lightning in a bottle. Not only with um, RG three, but in some ways with Kirk Cousins because RG three went out and Cousins. Oh man, this kid comes in and you know, and of course they were playing some dumpster fire teams, but hey, they beat him. You're up fourteen nothing against Seattle. You can look this kid. He's losing his fastball quick, man. Get him out of there. Let Cousins finish the game. Look, if you don't win it this time around, you got ten more years of this kid. Yeah. Oh my God. I'm look, and then and now you got Gruden who. Look, Gruden, Gruden tried to get him out of there, man. They they tried to get him absolutely out of there. The reason why RG3 is not um, look uh, working at a subway now is because of Dan Snyder. You're um, stacking the deck against the guy. They did everything they possibly could to make him look as bad as possible. Oh, my gosh, man. Un- unbelievable. Second question. Uh, Alfred Morris, I don't think we talk enough about this guy. Some people, I, I believe, say, hey, well, man, he wouldn't be nothing without an RG3. If he does well this year, at some point, I think you have to give some of the success and some of the credit um, of RG3's uh, rookie year to Ali Mo, Because that guy, that guy, that guy's, he's a good football player. But you know what? Here's the thing. Once again, he was a beneficiary of the system that they ran. I mean, whenever you throw the defense off that much, you got lanes the size of two-way streets. Absolutely. But he still had a good year last year. Yeah. yeah, he still had a good year last year, but I think they benefited each other. Um, but like you said, if he comes out this year, he balls out. Then you can kind of be like, well, yeah, maybe he has RG three more yeah. so than the other way around. But he has, you know, just a good year versus that outstanding year he had that first year where RG three was there. Yeah, it was it was the strength of the system. No, no, don't don't get me wrong. It was uh, RG three seventy, uh, Ali Mo thirty. I just I'm, I'm I'm looking at that dynamic because you look at. Um, and of course, I'm just looking at fantasy numbers um, from last year. But Alfred Moore is still pretty productive. I'll be interested to see how he uh, how he does in year three. Of course, gonna, well, gonna probably see some some nasty fronts. <laughs> just to talk about productive, I hope so because I 
Allen in one of my fantasy leagues, and I hope he is productive. So we'll see. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Um, NFC overall, um, my playoff teams are in the look. Stop hating to get money. Uh, Panthers, Falcons, Seahawks, Packers, Cowboys, and Giants. Oh, okay. Of course I'm going to Packers. You know what? I think Minnesota slides in in a wild card spot. Mm. I, think, I think Minnesota slides in. Um, got Seattle, Arizona. And then uh, either Cowboys. Either, I'm, I'm going to go Cowboys. Okay. And then I'm going to go Falcons. Well. This is uh this this is very this is very exciting. I'm gonna uh, save save this podcast and, and and see how obviously gonna save it, but see how we did. It's it's always funny when you get a chance to look back and man, see how you matched up. Yeah. yeah, I always I'm gonna tell you what I, what I always like sticking it to, and I hope I haven't uh you know damaged my relationship with Yahoo. But I love going back to those Yahoo draft grades after their fantasy football, and they're like. You got a C minus. Oh, this draft was gutter trash. What were you thinking? You got five guys on the same bye week. And then, oh, by the way, Yahoo, I won the league. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Those gradients that they give you, man, they're a joke. I mean, you know, I love to always have the best draft and everything like that, but it really means nothing at all. And and, and not just Yahoo. I mean, you know, look, ESPN, uh, I don't know if DraftKings does it, but all, all these, look, these uh, pre-draft uh, logarithms and stuff, It's I, I love sticking it to those. AFC gonna jump over. I I would like to talk about the AFC South first, but something is telling me, man, AFC North's gonna be so much fun this year. Um, I got Ra- Ravens, Steelers, Bengals, and Browns. Who you got? I got Steelers, Ravens, Bengals, and Browns. I got the Steelers up front. Okay. So we don't we don't differ that much, but you know everything else is pretty much the same. But the Steelers, in my opinion have the best offense in the league, especially with Jordy Nelson going down. I really think they will have the number one offense in the league. You got Martavius Bryant, even though he suspended the first four games, who is a terror on the outside, a man's a beast. They got Antonio Brown, who could take a one-yard pass and turn into an 80-yard touchdown. You got Le'Veon Bell. The man dances better than MC Hammer. You can catch the ball out the backfield. I mean, you got Heath Miller, Mr. Reliable himself. You got Big Ben, who is just thriving in that new offense. He's finally got a handle on it. Their offense is more than potent. I think they will have a number one offense. And when you can score with that much talent on the field, you always stand a chance to just wreck anybody's defense and win any game that you're in. That that offense is so good. I um when we had our the fantasy draft, Jimmy and I are um one of the leagues I'm doing one of five leagues I'm doing. Jimmy's in one of the leagues. Jimmy, I was sitting there in, in the in the um in the fourth round. I already had Aaron Rodgers. Do you know I was seriously seriously considering having Ben Roethlisberger there as a backup quarterback in round four. That's how good Ben Roethlisberger is right now. 
that I was I was I was seriously and I was like, you know, there aren't really really good running backs here, not any good receivers. I was like, because you know, you you usually want to get your backup quarterback maybe around seven, six, seven, you know, some yeah. sometime around there. You know, if you now you obviously want to get a starter before round four, but I, I mean, I already had Aaron Rodgers. I thought, you know, that'd be. But I, I was looking at man, really good. The issue I have, um, Ravens and Steelers, and I'm I'm really doing this. I think both teams will make the playoffs. Um, man, I'm the Steelers are more dangerous in the in the wild card, and so that's why I kind of put them there. You know, they they're gonna have a lot to deal with um, starting out this year. Um, you know, obviously not having Bell first two games, not having uh, Bryant uh, for four games. Four games. Yeah. I see Pittsburgh as like one of these 10 and 6 teams that just kind of, you know, creep, creeps along, creeps along. Got a really tough schedule as well, man. That's the second half of their schedule is nightmarish. So they're going to have to they're going to have to get some things done here in the early going. It's going to be hard cuz they don't have some of their guys. Um, so yeah. I see them that's a that's a 10 and 6 team that everybody sleeps on and all of a sudden they get their stuff together in December and oh god. Here comes here comes the bird. So, um, yeah, Ravens, Steelers, Bengals, and Browns. Um, Bengals not making the playoffs this year. Um, look, how do I say goodbye to uh, to Marvin Lewis and quite possibly uh, Andy Dalton? Man, Marvin Lewis, he has more than overstayed his welcome there. Yeah. I mean, the man just can't cut it. I mean, you can win games all day long, but, I mean, we've seen Lovey Smith get fired. Because he didn't make the playoffs. I think he won 10 games that year. Yeah. I mean, but yet still, Lewis gets chance after chance, and he can't win a playoff game. Yeah. I mean, I don't understand it. I mean, I'm glad to see him go because that team has so much talent on both sides of the ball. The one-week link is Andy Dalton, and even he is not that bad. He's just not great. He's just not that good. <laughs> I, I can explain Marvin Lewis. Uh, Marvin Lewis is the uh, illegitimate son of Marty Schottenheimer. So that explains that. <laughs> great, great in the regular season. Good for nothing in the postseason, man. And some, you know, and sometimes it's just, you know, it's, it's the luck of the draw. The NFL, you know, we see that. I mean, you talk about a great like Peyton Manning, man. Peyton Manning has had the bottom fall out on him in playoffs. But uh, that's that's where uh, that's where legacies are made. I mean, look at it. You know, his brother Eli cashing out when he gets into the postseason, man. So just. Depends on, how, depends on how it shakes out. AFC South, oh, how good are the Colts, man? How, how good can they be? You know what? I got them as my Super Bowl team coming out of the AFC. Man, they they can win it all. I agree. They can win it I all. I agree. And if defense can do a little something against the run, just a little bit, they should find themselves in the Super Bowl. I'm gonna that's, that's where that's where it lies. That's the run. That's it. That's all they need. Fan, fantasy sleepers, man. One of my guys I already talked about Ben Roethlisberger. You can get him. Uh, I mean, you can get him in the fifth round. And I mean, he can be your. I mean, he can be your starter. He can win you the league. I'm gonna tell you another guy who I think can win you the league this year, and that is Andre Johnson. Wow, really? I think Andre Johnson can 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 win your league. It's Steve, this uh, so much Steve Smith potential there. He is going to baptize. I mean, absolutely, he is going to destroy the Texans two times this year. Oh, he can't wait. Oh, my goodness, he cannot wait. Oh, by the way, uh, Jaguars twice, Titans twice. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> you almost gifted six games. I mean, just straight gift wrap. Christmas came early, 
This guy has, I mean, this, and we're talking about a guy who never has had a serviceable quarterback. Now gets one of the, well, well, probably the, um, well, arguably the um, best young quarterback in the league, and oh, yeah. arguably one of the best in the league. Period. Yeah, oh he's, man, he's definitely top three or four. Andre is gonna have, he's gonna have a, a great year, man. And I mean, he might, he might taper off next, um, the the following year, maybe midway through. But for this year, oh right, man, oh. And, and my thing is, people are saying, well, what about T.Y. Hilton? What about T.Y. Hilton? T.Y. Hilton's going to play about 12 games. Oh, you think he's going to get hurt? Yeah. I, I mean, tw- 12 games. You got, to, I mean, a lot, lot of weapons there. Fleener, we don't know about his hands. Allen's a guy who's in and out. Hilton, I mean, Hilton's your number one. But, man, I'm telling you, you cannot, I mean, you can't cheat toward Hilton anymore. Yeah. Because Johnson's going to destroy you. We'll see, man. This is um, one of the things with uh, with Andre Johnson that uh, that may be a deterrent. Breakaway speed maybe not there anymore, like you know, like it used to be because he's getting older. But as far as like a, like a red zone target, Andre Johnson, let's oh, get it. Oh, he's gonna be a beast. Yeah. <laughs> he's gonna be a beast inside that red zone, man. He is going to destroy people because, like you said. They never really had that guy to go up and get a ball or, you know, wrestle it away from people or, you know, just kind of box people out. Yeah. They just had a huge target in the end zone. They got one now. Very exciting, man. They got one now. Got the Texans in the, Texans in the two spot. Just one of those yep. franchises, man. Hey, um, I think you kind of see this with, with franchises and with certain owners. Look, Carolina Panthers are there, too. You kind of just have, like, this middle of the road franchise. As long as you got, like, a, a personable guy who you can sell jerseys with, Beyond that, it's almost like you know we don't want to go. We don't want to go to that next level that costs too much. Yes, yeah, I don't. I don't get it. Go get you a quarterback. If they had a quarterback when Johnson was there, along with Hopkins on the other side, oh man, they would have been so dangerous. But, but I mean, they just used to do it. I'm, I'm telling you, man. Some some of these owners and. Like as as a fan base, you you you're kind of in the middle because it's like, hey man, I, like I said, Carolina Panthers, man, perfect example. I know every five years we're gonna win 11, 12 games. Uh, look, make it to the divisional round. Something's gonna happen. <laughs> that's that's every five years. But my thing is, year in and year out, why can't you maintain this level of production? Houston Texans fans have to be there by now. I mean, we're talking about a team that in their first year beat the Dallas in their inaugural season, beat the Dallas Cowboys. Oh yeah. They won. They won the yeah. state championship the first year. State so, championship. So I just just a lot to think about. Jaguars then Titans. How you feel about Blake Bortles? I hear a lot about this kid. You know what? I'm, I'm hearing, and you know, I'm glad you went there because you were talking about Thomas and his career, especially going to Jacksonville to die. But we're hearing all these good things. I mean, it's just kind of a wait and see attitude yeah. with them. I mean, because you really have no idea what you're going to get out of them. I mean, you got this new cat, TJ Yeldon, I believe his name is. Yeah, from Alabama. I mean, oh yeah, that is right, from Alabama. Uh, we know how those Alabama runabouts work out with this. <laughs> I'm just saying, man, like, Ingram was a joke until last year, and Lacey is the only one doing anything. Trey Richardson is out of the league now, so, I mean, we'll have to wait and see how Yeldon does. I mean, they upgraded with Thomas, but he's hurt for the first four or five games, and we'll just have to see. It's a waiting game. Let's, 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 let's go back and talk about Lacey real quick. That's the, um, you know, and I know we're out of, out of division. How good can he be this year? I think they're going to work him too much. I think he's going to get hurt. 
Oh, really? Yeah, without Nelson, I think they're going to try to run the ball a little bit more, kind of control the clock. Because they don't know what they have with Montgomery, who is a rookie. They just brought back in James Jones. But I think they're going to overwork them. I think they're going to kind of try to do what they did with DeMarco Murray a little bit. Of course, not to that extent, because you got the baddest man in the NFL behind center with Aaron Rodgers, you know. But like I said, I think they're going to try to run the ball a little too much and kind of run them in the ground. Hmm. Good perspective from a from a Packers fan. I'll uh, we'll, 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 we'll kind of have to get into some uh, some personal testimonials here at the at the end of the preview. AFC East. A lot of people want to talk about Miami. Look, this is still New England's division to lose. Especially now, especially now, they are pissed and they got something to prove to everybody for whatever reason. They hate we can win with regularly inflated balls. You know, we don't need to deflate them to win, which they never had to do anyway. But Miami. Uh, what's that dude? What's the quarterback name down there? Tannehill. Um, Tannehill. Tannehill. Yeah, he's also one of those quarterbacks who's good, but not quite good enough. He's not going to get you over the hump. So I don't see them taking control of that division. Um, still, like I said, still the way with division to win Buffalo. Man, that's just starting an untested quarterback. I mean, Rhett Ryan, to me, he's not a joke of a coach because he's great. New England is intriguing because on the one hand you have, I mean, they're in their zone of, oh, oh we got to deflate the balls to win. So, I mean, they're best when they're angry. The other side of that, though, is the controversy, man. In those years after they have the controversy, they usually taper off. Um, so, I mean, 10, 11 wins, especially, you know, you got Miami right there on the, on their heels. Miami was, uh, I believe they were at 8-8 eight eight last year, 7-9. and nine. And you get a guy like Sue. Sue's, that, that defensive line is so scary. What do they need? One more receiver? They need another quarterback. Ooh. I, you know, I mean, it's like you, you said it plenty of times, it's a passing league. Yeah, it is. You, you know, I mean, if your quarterback is good enough, he can make some mediocre receivers look like they're great. But it, he's not. It's, a, it's one of those things, somebody um had the audacity to compare uh, Tannehill to Cam. Want to look at... Uh, at, you know, yeah, I, the I, the the, cra- the crazy things that come out of people's mouths sometimes, and they were saying, well, you know, Tannehill threw for more yards and all that, da, 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 and accuracy this, and I said, well, here's what we're gonna do. If you want to put Tannehill behind that line in Carolina with those weapons, good luck. Yeah. Good luck. <laughs> we'll make it three games. Good luck. So, um, but. T- Tannehill's one of those guys. Hey, it's he's a receiver turned uh, quarterback. It, it is what it is. Bills. Yeah. Um, so much potential, but it's the Buffalo Bills. Um, LaShawn McCoy is already coming to the season injured. But this gives me a yeah. chance to talk much junk about one of my fantasy leagues that, Jimmy, I'm going to win running away. Ah, oh, man. Are you lucky I missed the first three rounds because I would have never picked up McCoy. No, 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 never. no, no. But um, I'm I'm just I'm just gonna I'm just remarking upon not this not the league we're in but another league. Oh, okay, gotcha. Had a chance to um to pick up. Gosh, I'm trying to think of how I did this. Lynch, Luck, um, McCoy, and another another tight uh, one of the tight ends, uh, Graham. That was my first four picks. Really? 
agree. Lot of potential for McCoy, man. Um, uh, if he can stay, if he doesn't get hurt. That's but that's the thing. Yeah, but in the third round, I'll take it. You you got McCoy in the fourth round. Okay. Got you. Okay. Yeah. Lot lot of potential there. Talking about a guy who, I mean, Chip Kelly didn't do him justice. Um, really, uh, really last year because they were always at odds. Not that's not gonna be the case with Rex Ryan. It, it's, oh, yeah. Look, and we talking about look. Spiller man was a guy. Seemed like every about twice a month. Well, not twice a month. About once a month, man. You Spiller, you knew he was gonna go ham doing something. You oh, gonna. Yeah. You gonna have that about tw- you gonna have that about twice three times a month with McCoy, man. That kid, when healthy, he can go. Um, but just just still, I mean, quarterback situation question, lot and uh and the Jets. How, how who huh what? Do we, do, we, do we really have to talk about the Jets? Like, I I just hear the listening <laughs> audience. Anything with the Jets, they just like to hear people talk bad about them. There's nothing good to say really. Oh man. <laughs> And the thing about it, I, I actually feel bad for Geno Smith because, really? yeah, because his second year, you basically bring in uh, like the Obi-Wan Kenobi to his Luke Skywalker and Mike Vick. If, if, if only Obi-Wan like wanted to be like, wanted to be the dominant Jedi. And um, instead of like being in an instructory, uh, you know, trying to help you out, help you along the way. And then your coach is Rex Ryan, who is. Look, the 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 ringmaster. He's a, a circus clown. Oh yeah. So. Oh yeah. But yeah, look. En- enough about the Jets. My my apologies to the uh, to the listening audience. AFC West: Chargers, Broncos, Chiefs, Raiders. This is such a tough division. Man, it's a tough to, division to. No tough division to to to, to, uh, to determine. Yeah. Yeah, it, it, it really is because Peyton Manning, man, from everything we're hearing, she is not the same guy. He's lost on um, Thomas. So that's going to be huge because having a tight end that can do what he did is just so beneficial. So I think they're going to take a huge step back this year. Um, the Chargers, with Philip Rivers, man, the dude is a winner. He just doesn't have the weapons necessary right now, but he might be able to pull something out. But then you got Kansas City, who is just so defensively sound. And Alex Smith is such a game manager, which he's not going to get a ball um, games away. And then you got Jamal Charles, who is just a stud. So they're in every single game that they play. So between those three, it, it's, you can literally just throw all three teams up and just see who lands right, and they, they can win the division. When I, when, I, when I first wrote this out, I actually had the Chargers winning the division and the Broncos and the Chiefs. And I had to think about that because I said – do I really have the Chiefs missing the playoffs with a serviceable quarterback, a solid defense, and a coach who's just good enough to get you in the playoffs? Plus Jamal Charles. I'm yeah. really, I'm really thinking this thing through. I heard, I heard some things from Phillip Rivers, and it's about time for Phillip Rivers to get into the playoffs again because they haven't been in a while. Is yeah. it, is it possible that Peyton Manning could miss the playoffs? I think it is. I really think it is. I mean, because I can easily see Denver. Losing to the Chargers and the Chiefs, and they don't win the division. Man. And then if they don't win the division, some of these other AFC teams, like you said, you got the Ravens and you got the Steelers. One of them is probably gonna make the wild card. If not one of them, probably the Bengals are gonna sneak in. Then you, like, you got, you know, the Colts, and then you got New England. And, and like I said, you never know. Miami could sneak in and get into the playoffs. I can, I really see. Them 
I'm and see here here's the the one thing that's keeping me holding on is that Denver could in fact be playing possum because you have two pretty good receivers with Thomas and Sanders. You have you have a defense there that I mean they have struggled defensively and um over the past few years, but you still got Von Miller there. You got some guys. I you know what? Here's what we're gonna do. I'm gonna put look, everybody the media has that Peyton Manning cape. Peyton Manning that Denver's gonna miss the playoffs. There, boom. That just happened. Chargers and Chiefs. Uh Chargers win the division, Chiefs get the wild card. That was easy. Boom. That just happened. Okay. And the and the Raiders. Um the Raiders are, are getting better, just not good enough. Oh, that's not good enough. So, yeah, they're getting better. Give them about three more years, but they can continue on the same path. Actually, I'll say two more years, this year and next year. If they can continue on the same path. Now, you know, they've been known to screw some stuff up, so they can all of a sudden decide to get rid of, you know, their quarterback, and all of a sudden they're back at the beginning. Here's, here's, so, here's where the Raiders are going to screw up this year. They're going to screw up one of these other teams' playoff chances toward the end of the year. You heard it here first. <laughs> the Raiders beating Denver in in winter, man. That ooh, ooh. I'm telling you, we already know how Peyton is in the cold weather. That that we do, that we do. That's uh, that's gospel, man. So we got so my playoff teams: Colts, Pats, Chargers, Chiefs, Ravens, and Steelers. Mmm, this is good. This is good. Who you got? Okay. Let's see. I'm gonna go with the Chiefs. Yeah. This is really tough. And I'm gonna I'm tell gonna you, man. Well, who's I'm that? Chargers. Charge. Okay. So what so you got Chargers and Chiefs. Okay. Yeah. Man, this is this is gonna be fun. I'm gonna tell you, Houston's gonna push for that uh second wild card. Miami's gonna push hard. Buffalo, yeah. Yeah. Cause you you always have those teams there that, that little eight the AFC is different. You know, you're gonna have your, you know, ten eleven the Colts are gonna win thirteen games. Um the Pats are going to win 11 games. Ravens, Steelers, 10, 11 games. Chargers, the Chargers and Chiefs, I mean, they can win that division with 9 or 10, nine or 10 wins, I think. I think that, that's going to be a free-for-all. Um, and, that, and that's going to leave and that's going to leave room for some of these 8-8s eight eight out of Houston, Miami. I think Buffalo's going to be there. Buffalo, Buffalo's been, like, on the doorstep, man, for so long. And their fans are so hungry. And you got all this goodwill with Jim Kelly. And they're going to still miss the playoffs by this much. Yeah. So now we'll get to uh, get to the postseason. Um, I Cole Steelers is my AFC Championship game, and I am going to put the Steelers in the Super Bowl. I am. Okay. No disrespect. Okay. No disrespect to uh, to Andrew Luck, man. But Luck v. Roethlisberger, Pittsburgh is going to be hot around that time of the year, man. And it's one of those things. You know, you want to play your best football at the right time. When you, not to say that, you know, obviously if you're playing 13-3, and three, you've played a good brand of football throughout the year. Um, but it's, it, I think that's just something to be said for a team that gets it right that last those last few months of the season, and they get that momentum heading into the playoffs, man. I think that's what will carry Pittsburgh through, not to mention a very good offense. Okay. You know what? I was going to go past Colts, but I like the way you think. I will go Steelers Colts, but I will have the Colts 
That's big. That's going to be big. Uh, I think I think that's what's going to get them over the top. And if that's only if they don't have to face the Patriots, man, that's the only way they get to the Super Bowl. They cannot beat the Patriots. Jesus Christ. No, <laughs> on the Colts. Yeah, so, man. As long as they don't meet them, I like the Steelers. I like the Colts. I got the Colts to come to home field advantage. Like that, said, 13 games, home field throughout the playoffs. It's funny, man. Belichick, man, he has some kind of uh, maybe some kind of horseshoe voodoo or something, man, over those yeah. Colts quarterbacks, man. I don't know what it is. Over yeah. in over in the NFC, and really, you can thank the New Orleans Saints for getting Seattle back to the Super Bowl because I and that, and that was one of the things because I mean, hey, my guys won seven games last year. I look. I said, well, we're going to do some things in the offseason. We can finally let go of one of these running backs. You know, everything. I, said, I looked at the schedule. I said, man, you know, Carolina's got the potential here to possibly make it to the NFC Championship game. And then Benjamin got hurt. So yeah. now I'm going to put I'm going to put the Dallas Cowboys in the NFC Championship game against the Seattle Seahawks. You know what? I almost hung up the phone. You almost hung up the phone? I almost hung up the phone. How can you deny my man Aaron Rodgers at least the championship game. Because here's it's very simple. When you and it's a passing league. When you get to that point in the playoffs, we've seen it so many times. Those teams that that can take it to the next level, you gotta have a guy. To me, you gotta have either a really really good defense, or if you're gonna count on your offense to take you to the next level, you gotta have a guy who can take the top off the defense. Losing Jordy Nelson. Might not hurt you guys in the regular season, but it's gonna hurt you guys in the playoffs because it's it's yards are harder to come by. Love Cobb. Cobb's gonna eat in the regular season. In the playoffs, he's gonna be getting uh, jammed up at the line. It's, it, it gets harder, man, in the postseason. I'm here to tell you. And you need a guy like Nelson, man. Nelson, not only one of the best route runners, not only one of those guys who is like, oh man, we gotta worry about this guy. But that's a tough kid, man. He, I mean, he he gets it, man. He gets his. So, I just without without having him, um, and our, I mean, it's arguably Rogers' favorite target. It's gonna be tough, man. Sorry, Jimmy. Uh, Look, you huh? All right. So you got the Packers going to the show? Oh yeah, definitely. I'm trying to think who are they playing. It. You know what? I really hope they run up against Seattle again. Because I don't even think it'll be close if they run up against Seattle again. Wow. I don't think it will be a blowout. Two things can hurt Seattle: uh, the Super Bowl hangover and this Chancellor deal. Um, because I think I think you're kind of getting to the point where you have the potential for friction. This team looked to be so close. There was such a synergy between the offense and the defense. Guys just, I mean, just loved each other, man. They just enjoyed playing football. Um, that that deal with the Super Bowl last year, where you don't hand the ball off to Lynch to win the Super Bowl, those are the kind of things that can seep into your locker room. And can really fracture um, a locker room. I agree. So I really do agree. And those are the kind of things because you know Seattle was they were kind of creeping up on that last year, but they 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 shored it up, got their stuff together. November, December, they were just they were monsters. So man, I'm, I'm interested to see how Jimmy Graham will be utilized in that offense. I'm really, really, really interested to see what they do. Because, you know, Jim Grant, like I said, last year, like he was injured or whatever they want to say about him. He disappointed me greatly. I had him on my fantasy team. But will they open up the offense enough 
to try to really take advantage of what you need majority block in and they, you know every once in a while break the one out or when they try to make them a mainstay of the offense that's, that's what i'm waiting to see with them russell wilson beat uh beat us last year us being the panthers last year throwing the ball to a tight end um that was like a 30 40 yard um ball a guy like jimmy graham red zone options a guy who's going to create matchup problems i when they when they when they acquired jimmy graham i, I said really really seattle that wasn't was good enough so yeah um so i got steelers seahawks in the super bowl it's it's almost it's 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 pretty unbelievable that you would have the seahawks here as the three-time nfc champs uh, i mean seahawks russell wilson Ah, and I, I'd have him win the Super Bowl. Okay. Yeah, that's hard. I know. I'm, I'm, I'm thinking about the logistics of it right here. I'm like, man, the Seahawks. What? Look, winning two out of three Super Bowls. That would be crazy. That would, that would be crazy. But, but who in the NFC? Look, you're, you're saying the Packers have, um, the Packers are there. I mean, da- Dallas is sitting there, but. So, so that's what I'm telling you, man. The league is, is such a beautiful thing right now. So much parody in the league, man. Uh, like, to, to me, though, there's a lot of parody in the league, but in the NFC, it's really a three-team race. And yeah. that's Seattle, Green Bay, and Dallas. I mean, that's if Dallas can short things. If they can get back to kind of what they did last year, I give them every good a chance as those other two teams to get all the way to the show. Let me ask you this. Who... Can you definitively say, throughout the league, definitively say at this point in the season they were better than they were at the end of last year? Throughout the league, I think the Colts are definitely better than they were last year. Okay. Um, well, we can get to some of those garbage cow teams. I think Tampa Bay is definitely better than they were last year. Let me say this. Contenders that got better. That makes it easy. Yeah. Okay. All right. Colts. You don't think the Seahawks got better? You know what? Not by leaps and bounds. I think, you know, Jimmy Graham was definitely a step up, but that's really the only true addition that's going to be a difference maker, and we've yet to see how he can make a difference yet. So but it's kind of a wait and see. I guess my thing was, if Seattle had any issues, it was their, their receiving core. And because, I mean, you got the best secondary in football. You got one of the best running backs in football. You got one of the best young quarterbacks in football. Um, your your line play is good on both sides. It was man, they don't have anybody to throw the ball to. And then you had a, a breakout performance in the Super Bowl by forget the young man's name. Um, I want to say Matthews, but he had a breakout performance. And then you got Jimmy Graham. You got the best tight end in football, not named Gronk. Man, I really think they need some wide receiver help. Um, to oh, sure. Make them a lot better. Sure. I mean, you got Jimmy Graham, but I, I lost I lost a lot of confidence in that man last year. He he really disappointed me. Man, look, he he really hurt your fantasy for you. <laughs> oh man, it was games where he didn't even have targets. It was ridiculous. Oh man. I mean, zeros, goose eggs. Wow, yeah. that's that's unbelievable. But you know, one of those things I I think sometimes quarter because quarterbacks they just. If if you gum up that tight end enough, they'll kind of go away from the tight end, man. Um, unless they get into the red zone, and what happens? Uh, I saw it with my guy with Greg Olson. You have your spies. You start bringing up the safeties to stop some of these guys. 
and you just and you just go away from the tight ends, and that's what happens. So. Hey, man, that's good stuff, man. Uh, we're going to go ahead and take a break here uh, for just a second. When we come back, we're going to talk a little fantasy football because I know some of y'all are like, man, y'all been talking for a straight hour. Hey, Jim, Jimmy and I do this, man. We, yeah, we, this is what we do. We about, we about to go global, man. We're going to give you guys a, a, a little break, man. Look, we're going to shout out some of the sponsors here. Uh, come on back with us. You're listening to Making a Difference. Have you gotten a letter from the IRS about an audit, levy, or tax lien? Worried because you haven't filed taxes in several years? Well, stop worrying and call the tax pros at TaxWise Financial on Tobacco Road. TaxWise Financial is licensed to represent you at all levels of the IRS in any state, from the simple to the complex. Professional and affordable representation by TaxWise Financial will help resolve all of your tax issues. Call them at 706-305-1412. TaxWise Financial, the wise choice for all your tax needs. Welcome back to Making a Difference. I'm your host, Ken Macon. You're in the midst of the NFL preview here with my main man, Jimmy Johnson. JJ, what's really good? What's going on, man? What is going on? Man, I'm excited uh, because it is fantasy football season. Not only football season, but it's it's, uh, fantasy time. How'd you do in your leagues last year? In my league, I finished fourth right outside the money. So, oh, so big, y'all. Yeah, it hurts. Yeah, hurts. Oh man, I I did four leagues last year. I won a league. I won my six-team league. I finished runner-up in one of the ten-man leagues. I finished fourth in a ten-man league, and then I finished ninth. So first, second, fourth, and ninth. What got me in the league this year? So uh, they're playing with. <laughs> I, um, I'm, I'm excited when, and actually this year I'm doing five leagues so man I, I, I tell you what I enjoy um, about fantasy football more than anything uh, the camaraderie and just the, the trash talk and it's it's, oh, it's, fantastic. it's trash talk that really I think is, is unique because so often you know it's my team versus your team you know in the spirit of you know I'm a Panthers fan you're a Packers fan but when you get to those fantasy teams it's you, you kind of have more of a more you have more stake over your fate over your destiny if you will and it's like well you're a terrible football manager sir you you may root for the Packers you may have one of the best quarterbacks in football but you sir <laughs> are har- are har- horrible um <laughs> evaluator of talent so it's it's one of those crazy things but um Man, I tell you, thoroughly, thoroughly enjoy it all. What are what kind of what kind of trends are you seeing this year? And you know, before we jump into that, Jimmy and I met about a week ago, and we we're talking about you know who do you take um, first? You know, in your fantasy league, we've seen uh, the trends going toward running backs. That's a, a, a usual trend. I said, hey, man, the NFL is a passing league. You know, your top scores, you know, are quarterbacks. You know, you got this guy Andrew Luck out here. So we talked this thing through. I said, hey, Jimmy, passing league. But you kind of have to respect the trends of your of your league. And if all the good backs are going and you have the first pick, if you have the fifth pick in your 10 to 12-man league, go ahead and take the running back, man. Take take that running back and come back and get you a quarterback. Um, that's that's kind of the trend I'm seeing. Jimmy Johnson, what do you think about all this? See, you know what? 
truly do believe, despite whatever league you're in, you have to go run it back first to get you in the top four or five picks. And, and I told you I had some thoughts on this, and here's my thought. If you go from the top quarterbacks down to the B-tier quarterbacks, there's not a huge difference point-wise between the top and then those, the second tier. But if you take those, the same strategy with running backs, and you take the top four or five running backs and then go to that next tier, it is a dramatic drop-off between your Eddie Lacy's and, you know, your APs and Jamal Charles and then your next tier with Lamar Miller or somebody like that. And to me, that's the um, huge fundamental difference between the two. So you can get a quarterback that's more than serviceable, like, like you say, it's had it here. He's going to get you 20, 21 points a week. Aaron Rodgers might get you 30 or 31. But if you have a top-tier running back, he can get you 20, 25 points almost every week. And then you got your beats here. Who's going to get you nine? It's, it's, it's a huge difference to drop off between top tier and second tier when it comes to quarterback and running back. So that's why I say you got to go running back first to get the top five. I've, I just feel like if you don't have a quarterback, you're doomed. If you don't have a running back, we see this happen in, um, you know, you know, on the waiver uh, wire all the time. C.J. Anderson, I mean, straight out of nowhere, this kid comes in and, te- and tears it up. I just and and the thing for me is quarterbacks. If you draft a quarterback high, the percentage of them letting you down. Uh, I mean, that's that's generally not gonna happen. You draft a quarterback high, the success rate there is pretty good. You can draft a running back high, I mean, your first and second pick, and absolutely get your heart cut out. A lot of people last year drafted Adrian Peterson first. Most of those people lost their league. See, but that's an outlier. Like, if you want to go with your guy that's, like, reliable, you know, with your, let's say, McCoy kind of cut your heart out last year, too. Playing with, like, Lacey and Jamal Charles, JP, if you would have played you know, because he wasn't injured, he got suspended. So, you know, those are reliable guys. Those are can't miss guys unless they get injured. They're not going to come out and have a bad year. But we've seen quarterbacks come out and have bad years. Like Jake Cutler in the past has been a good quarterback. He's not a bad year. You know, Tony Romo, for the most part, usually he's a pretty good, reliable quarterback. But last year he didn't have a bad year, but they changed off of the strategy because he wasn't as effective as he usually is. I mean, all the can't miss quarterbacks in my opinion did then Aaron Rodgers. Well, let's 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 look at that, um, and let's and let's just kind of go through between tiers of, of running backs and, and quarterbacks. Looking at quarterbacks now, um, you have, and we're and we're just talking about from fantasy perspective. Luck's going to get you points. Um, Rogers is going to get you points. Big Ben's going to get you points. Uh, Peyton Manning was a guy who, I mean, before this year, year in year out, was a guy that got you points. Drew Brees. Um, now, now I believe you know you have a guy like Russell Wilson who's graduated because of his uh, his ability you know running uh, and passing the ball. So you have six to me six serviceable guys. I haven't even included Tom Brady that you could say are, are first look one A one B type guys before you get to Stafford Cutler guys like that. Okay. Running backs. Who are our guys? Uh, AP Charles. Uh, Lay, um, Lacey, McCoy. Feel like I'm forgetting. Maybe Matt Forte. Maybe he's on the cusp. Yeah. A little bit. Yeah. So, 
And, and here's the other thing I think too. Here's the biggest difference between quarterbacks, receivers, and running back. The running back might be the only position when it comes to top tier where you don't have to rely on anybody but the running back. With quarterbacks, if they don't have receivers or receivers that drop the ball, like we said in the early conversation, then it was to hurt. Same thing with receivers. If they have a quarterback that can't get them the ball reliably, then it was to hurt. With a running back, like AP or Jamal Charles, you know for a fact every game they can touch the ball 20 times. They're going to catch five or six out of the backfield. That's the most reliable position when it comes to top tier. And that's another reason why I would never take Anthony North or Aaron Rodgers first. Because Jordan Nelson got hurt. Guess what? That's a huge chunk out of Aaron Rodgers' potential now. Um, let me let me ask you this: If you had to, if you had to take a player, okay, for a player first, um, knowing that you could not come back around and get this player, Andrew Luck or Adrian Peterson, knowing that you couldn't come back around and get that guy, who who's a who's a more important player to you to have on your team? Andrew Luck or Adrian Peterson? Because Adrian Peterson is going first, or Marshawn Lynch, whoever, whatever running back you're taking first. I gotta go. Wow. I in our in our league yesterday, I drafted Marshawn Lynch first with an acute expectation that Luck or Rogers would be there when I got back. And I was fortunate that Rogers was there. But it literally if I if I had waited maybe two more picks, he wouldn't have been there. And I didn't get a chance to get Luck, which I was really sad about. And in hindsight, I would much rather have Luck. And then say, hey, I can just, I'll get two next next tier running backs, a second and third round. Then to have, you know, have a, a running back, because I don't know what I'm getting. I mean, you, you kind of have an idea of what you're getting from Lynch. But I would rather have Andrew Luck. And I know, I know he's going to throw for 4,500, maybe 5,000 yards. And 30, 30 touchdowns, 35 touchdowns. Man, look, might, might go crazy and throw 40. I mean, so it's just, it, I mean, it's, there, there's, there's a, it's a, it's an interesting discussion. As a matter of fact, I want to encourage you guys, um, cause we're going to look, we're going to, we're posting this podcast everywhere. It's on SoundCloud. It's on iTunes. We want you guys to weigh in and to be a part of this discussion. So you can act, you can comment on SoundCloud. Uh, you can comment. I'm um, actually on Facebook. You can go to the, uh, to the, uh, making a difference, uh, page. It's facebook.com backslash making M A K I N a difference D I F F E R E N C E. And you can comment there because we want you guys to be a part of this discussion. Very excited uh, about fantasy football and all of these great things. Jimmy Johnson, how have your, how have your fantasy drafts gone so far? You know what? Uh, we were talking earlier about you know, the whole Yahoo fantasy draft raise and everything like that. Uh, well, in one draft I had yesterday, actually, uh, I got an A mark, second best draft in the league, predicted to go 10-3. And another league... They gave me a prediction of six and eight. But, you know, I've made some moves since then. I thought I was a little weak at running back position, but I made some moves, you know, made things happen. And then, you know, the draft we had last night, oh, it was fantastic. Um, trying to get a little bit stronger at wide receiver. And then I had one tonight. But here's my question to you. You know, you know, being the draft guru that you is. <laughs> so, um, when it comes to drafting, do you want to try to fill out your starting positions or do you kind of load up and try to get stronger really in one area first and 
kind of like feeling around that. Like, would you go two A-list receivers, like, you know, Calvin Johnson and Antonio Brown, and then kind of worry about the rest later, or do you just kind of try to get an A-list and then try to fill in your quarterback, then try to make sure you got a running back, and then make sure you got your tight end? Like, what would your strategy be? Great, great question. And I think the um, going into the draft, I'm the type of guy who I say, hey, quarterback, running back, wide receiver, uh, tight end. Then you come back and get your wide receiver, running back, get your defense, and by then you're just going from best available talent. But okay. what I've seen trend-wise, and let me let me repeat that for everybody because I know some people are like, what just, what just happened there? Quarterback first because, as I was saying, it's, it's a passing league. You get your quarterback out of the way. You get a running back um, because if you don't, by the third round, the running backs, your serviceable running backs are gone and you're, you're guessing. Third round wide receiver, fourth round tight end because the tight end can make or break you. You only have a handful. You only have a handful of tight ends that are that are going to give you week in week out production. Gronk, Greg Olson. I'm forgetting somebody. After that, man, you you're pretty much, you're guessing on tight ends. And Jimmy Graham. After that, you're guessing. The, the thing is with tight ends, though, like like I said, there's only three or four great ones in the league. After that, they're all basically one and the same. So if you don't get a great one, there's a lot of B-listers that certainly just fine, right? But I'm I'm saying you're talk you're talking about you look winning your league versus hmm I wonder if this position is going to work out. I'm when I, I go into a draft wanting to build a super team. That's not being a cliche. That's saying I want the best available talent by round, and 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 the idea is to be a, a round ahead of the competition. That's that's the idea. Everybody says well I'm going to take this guy in this round or this guy in this round. That to me that that doesn't work. Here's the other part I want to say about trends. It's almost like um, fishing without a rod. You know, you, you kind of have to understand the current. You can't go in there and just kind of rush your hand in there to try to pick up some fish because, I mean, it, it doesn't work like that. You have to kind of, you know, feel your way around. For example, I said I was going to take quarterbacks. Um, first, all day long, twice on Sunday, I get into my leagues and I'm finding out, man, people are taking running backs. So what did I do? Take a running back. Took, I take a running back. Um, I was fortunate enough to be able to come back around in one draft and get luck. Came back in another draft and got Rodgers. So I got my I got my quarterbacks out of the way. Um, you come back down in that third round, you got so you still got some pretty good running backs. You take a running back there, or if you have a, a, a top wide receiver that's still around, you get that wide out. And then you come back and get your tight end and you go from there. What I've what I've uh, ended up doing was I've gotten my, my running backs, two running backs, and a quarterback within the first three rounds. I get my tight end in the fourth, and I'm look, I'm, I'm, I'm guessing with the receivers right now, but you, I think you got some sleepers out there. Andre Johnson's still I'm out there, still around the fourth or fifth round. Jeremy Macklin in Kansas City, I don't think it's not, it's not getting enough credit, man. You know what? Me and one of my friends had this argument over and over again. To me, that's a huge question mark. And it's not because of his talent level, it's because of the system that they run out there in Kansas City. You can get a wide receiver touchdown by accident in the NFL, and they managed to not throw out one passing touchdown to a wide receiver last year. So any wide receiver on that team, I got to raise my eyebrow, not because of their talent level, but because of Alex Smith's arm to go downfield. Um, anything over 20 yards is more than questionable. And I used to wonder, like, 
know why he's not that great down field. If I actually sat down and watched some film and they broke it down for me because, you know, I'm not smart enough to break it down like that. And his ball just loses so much energy about 20 yards down the field that a person that is wide open also has to stop and wait. And now the DB can catch up or the safety can get over there. So there's more doubt in Alex Smith and his ability to go down field that kind of hurts Mack's chances in my eyes. So I'll kind of be careful with him. Got you, man. So um, that's that's a good assessment. I'm, I was just saying that to say, generally speaking, fifth, sixth, seventh um, round, you still you still got some guys there. Martavis Bryant because he's going to miss the first four games. You got a guy like that that you can pick up in the sixth round. And trust me, when he comes back week five, he's going to put in some work. So oh, yeah. so I mean, you, you you still you have options. Another guy who's an option, uh, another sleeper, Arian Foster. Arian Foster is going like the seventh and eighth round. You're talking about a, a, a running back who's got, who can start for you. Um, the thing is, nobody's quite sure when he's coming back. There's rumors saying he might come back at the end of September. Uh, some rumors saying he might come back much later than that. It's, it's such an unknown that, like I said, if you got the team pretty much fleshed out, yeah, you, could, you could take a chance, you know, stash him for a couple of weeks and then kind of wait for the summer reports to come out. So I think that's why he's going so late. And rightfully so, he shouldn't be respectfully disagree to me the, the the fantasy football season doesn't start until that second to that second month i look Man, i was in a like league jimmy johnson the league that i added you to i started out zero and three in and made it to the finals that's the league i finished second in. i missed winning the championship i want to say by about about two points it hurt yeah, it was it was it was really close. But here's the deal. It it takes time for some of these guys to warm up to gel. You got to play the waiver wire. The the waiver wire part of it, man, is such a big component. And I'm going to and I'm going to say this too. That first week, pay attention to the waiver wire. I mean, really you should pay attention to the waiver wire every week. But there are some guys who may, that have potential but they they kind of start trending up, and you got you got to watch for that too. You're gonna to have some guys who are gonna break out, and everybody's going to get that guy. But I'm telling you, man, keep watching because to me, a, a good indicator of talent, a good indicator of sustainability is those guys who you know four or five weeks in, oh that guy's pretty consistent. Oh look, the schedule's getting easier for that guy. Let me pick him up. So, you know, just looking at all, all of these different types of factors, man. There's a it's it's a lot of fun. There's a lot that goes into it. If you don't draft as well. I mean, you can, at certain positions, you can make it up. I think receiver is one of those positions. Um, running back, in some ways, is one of those positions because guys go down, get injured. Um, I saw a guy pick up Al Blue um, of Houston uh, in the 10th round uh, the other, um, wow. last night. That's a steal. That's I mean, that's an absolute that's steal. And that, that's the guy who's going to start your first three weeks, if not yeah, longer. Question. If not longer. So, no, that's, I mean, that's, that's a great pick at that point in the draft. So, a lot, lot of different things to look at, man. It's going, it's going to be, uh, it's, going, it's going to be fun. This is my first year competing against Jimmy Johnson, taking his money. Um, <laughs> it's not the first time. Won't be the last. You know what? We have to do a lunch or something. Um, who probably can't say, you know, who wins it out of me and you because you know there's other people in the league. But we can definitely tell you out of who finishes higher than the other. 
that, I, I you think know, that was your last couple of bets, but you know what? It's, it's time to redeem myself. I, I think it's a, it's a good time. No time like okay. it's no time like the present. We're gonna call it out right here uh, on making a difference. Jimmy Johnson says whoever finishes the best in the league, uh, loser pays for lunch. We we actually have a friendly little wager in, in the league, man. Got a got a pot going on. It, it, you know what? It's something about money, man. And it could be we'll throw five dollars in the pot, and guys and guys' eyes will just be focused in like, oh, gotta get that money. So. Um, Yeah. Like you said, it could be three bucks. Don't matter. You know, you got something at risk. You know, everybody cares now. <laughs> it's uh, it's it's uncanny, man. But I tell you what, man, I, I've thoroughly enjoyed this NFL preview. I hope you guys listening in have as well. Jimmy Johnson, man, appreciate you. God bless you, man. Always good to speak with you. Man, I love that you had me on, man. Glad to have you, man. And with that, that closes out our NFL preview of Making a Difference. I want to thank our sponsors, the Medical Villa, Pharm- Medical Villa Pharmacy, excuse me, uh, tax-wise, financial. also want to shout out my friends over at Urban Pro Weekly. And with that, I'm Ken Macon of Making a Difference. Love you guys so much. Peace and God bless.